And then if I like interview for jobs, they'll be like, you know, what the fuck did you do after you graduate? If I want to be really honest, yeah, it, I should be doing that too. I wanted to raise money to make sure that protesters weren't being arrested and weren't being punished for something that is perfectly legal. I don't think I've ever had this feeling in my life where I'm grateful for every single thing that's happened to me in the last year. Hello and welcome to the Treasure Pod. I'm your host Kim and if you're new here, welcome. Every so often I'll interview really cool people who are doing really cool things and I bring you guys information on these individuals and their projects that you otherwise would never know about. Our first guest on our show is a passionate, creative risk taker who just launched her own pastry business called Zoe's Test Kitchen during a global pandemic of all time. So Zoe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. So do you know why you're here? Uh, a little, but you could tell me more. So you just agreed to like do this without fully understanding why you're here? Yeah, because I love you. You're 22 and you have your own business. Is this what you thought being 22 would look like? Absolutely not. I don't even know if I would call this my own business because I feel like it's still a little baby. But no, this is nowhere near what I imagined my life would be like right now. So I had kind of like a five-year plan. I graduated from Western. Um, and then after that, I had no idea what I was going to do. So I decided to do a one-year diploma program in marketing. I wanted to kind of get into that industry, but because the logistics of working in experiential marketing requires you to be face-to-face and in person and at big events, usually, that's not something that you can do in the middle of a worldwide pandemic they couldn't work, so they weren't hiring. (laughs) If you could kind of boil down the five-year plan. Right. My plan was to find a job in downtown Toronto and then at the same time go to George Brown College part-time for their pastry arts program and then save up a little bit and, yeah. That was kind of the end of it because I didn't know where I was going to go after that. But instead, you know, you started a a bail fund where you baked for bail, literally. Mm-hmm. That was the name of your uh, your project. And then that eventually transitioned into Zoe's Test Kitchen, which is what you're currently working on right now. Your baby, as you say. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about Zoe's Test Kitchen. Like, what is it about? So this summer has been very stressful for a lot of people for many different reasons. And I came up with this idea during the height of the protests uh, after George Floyd was murdered. I wanted to raise money to help the protesters because a lot of protesters were being um, arrested and for, for really nothing. <laughs> they were being arrested for standing on the street we run with a a sort of bail system. Basically, you pay your way to freedom. 
And that disadvantages a lot of people because the people who don't have the money to pay their bail bonds are usually people of color or people who are differently abled. Um, And I wanted to raise money to make sure that protesters weren't being arrested and weren't being punished for something that is perfectly legal, which is speaking up for your rights and for other people. So I did that for a month and a half. Um, I think I raised over $5,500. And yeah, um, I had to kind of end it because to be honest, I was burnt out. Um, So there were days where I was making like 12 dozen chocolate chip cookies, which is fine. But when you're doing that five days in a row, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And then after that, I I didn't really know what to do anymore. (laughs) And I decided since I already had this kind of fan base from Bake for Bail, so I decided to open Zoe's Test Kitchen. And the idea behind the name is that I just wanted to bake whatever I wanted to bake. It is a test kitchen because I'm always testing new things. And my menu is constantly changing based on what I want to bake, based on what's seasonal. Um, And I'm still trying to implement a lot of the philanthropy that I had from before. Sounds like you've really stuck close with how you started the business, right? You kind of stuck to your roots. So how did this happen? How did you get into baking in the first place? How did you learn to make the things that you do? During Christmas and Halloween, I would bake maybe like a hundred sugar cookies and decorate them overnight and hand them out to people at school. I don't know if you've ever gotten one for me. Okay. Probably not. So thank you. That says a lot about us, but two, what, did you just follow a recipe on a box? Like what, how did this happen? Just recipes on the internet. But I, I wouldn't say I was like an avid baker until maybe in second year when you were stress baking (laughs) i yeah i really started stress baking because second year was a really difficult year for me (laughs) i found a lot of comfort in just making food for other people Mm. like it just made me happy when other people were happy and I, i found that food was the easiest way to go about it because nobody says no to to like a warm batch of brownies um yeah and so since then I would just I would say it's been just a lot of practice I personally am not the biggest fan of sweets um I like savory food more than sweet food Mm -hmm. um and so I need to find better ways to get rid of all the stuff that I'm making (laughs) well have you ever baked for your family yeah um, I tried to bake all of my like parents' birthday cakes. I think my first like big cake project was maybe my grandma's 
birthday. This was probably back in high school. Um, and I made like a Costco sized sheet cake. I mean, I was probably really proud of it. Probably? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember people saying that it looked really pretty. Uh, and <laughs> the important thing is that it didn't kill anyone, which is great. That is very important. That's probably the most important thing. When you kind of brought up this idea that you were, well, one, you were doing Baked for Bail, and then now you're doing Zoe's Test Kitchen. And it's like kind of a full-time responsibility now. What was their reaction when you told them, hey, I'm actually going to pursue this? They've always known. There's this saying, which I'm not exactly sure what it means, but it's Amao Zingbang, which is basically just like calling me an old lady (laughs) baking at home all the time. That's me. Like a cat lady. But like a baking lady, you wow. know, that, that was me. That was what my, my dad thought of me. Everything kind of came naturally because I was already doing Bake for Bale in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I think they just kind of knew it was going to happen. And they were like, okay, just like do the best you can, you know, let me know if you need any money. <laughs> Listen, Chinese parents, man, they know, they know what's up. <laughs> I never took any. <laughs> it was just my own investment. Um, and my, my brother helped me out a lot. <laughs> He's like always keeping tabs on my Instagram. Every time I reach 100 mark, he like messages me. He's like, 700 followers, 800 followers. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> I want to dig a little deeper into who you are as a person because I've known you now for, I did the calculations the other day, Mm -hmm. like a little around 10 years now. And during that time in high school, you always, you know, you had a passion for theater, but then you ultimately decided to come to Western and study media. You, You minored in psych, so you were interested in that. But then at one point you also wanted to be like an astrologist. Not astrologist. Okay, so what did you, what did you want to be then? <laughs> okay, so I <laughs> I was interested in astronomy. Astronomy, sorry. Stars oh. and planets and stuff. You know, astrology is like the zodiac. So sign. you're telling me you weren't interested in that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where does baking fit in this timeline of interests that you have? Does it? Does it fit? where i mean i don't know i'm asking you it's weird um i think baking has always been on the sidelines the whole time i've always been a more creative person um like right throughout high school um i was in visual arts for a little bit i was in music for a bit i was in theater for a little bit i was in musical theater for a little bit uh, so I kind of like dipped my toes in in everything that involved art, but I never knew where I fit. But I wouldn't necessarily say that I was good at any of it. <laughs> um, but I just kind of suck to to not really find what you're good at. 
Um, and I, I feel like most people spend most of their life trying to figure out what they're good at. And, and this is kind of part of my process. Your social media feed, you are completely vertically integrated. So, I mean, you are the person that takes the photos, you upload the photos, you do the promotion, you do the marketing, you do the actual production of the goods and you deliver them to people yourself. Is this what you expected? at all that you'd be doing everything and like the workload of it i think after doing bake for bail i kind of knew what to expect it is more work because since i have to make money to survive and most of what i do is on instagram but i'm not the type of person who posts on instagram personally it's a once a year thing <laughs> Yeah, no, my, I think my last caption was like, see you in 2021, because I had posted my, my picture of the year. I really don't like to put my life out there. Mm -hmm. It's strange doing this because I need to share quite often to make sure that people remember my brand, remember that I exist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a lot of work. For anybody who's listening... If you haven't checked out Zoe's Instagram page, it's at Zoe's Test Kitchen. And it is quite literally the definition of food porn. So please do check it out. You will not be disappointed. What was that feeling like when you were in that room and you were about to, you know, share that first post for Zoe's Test Kitchen and you were like, I'm going to do this. What was going through your head? And did you have any doubts at the time? Oh, I had so many doubts. I didn't think this was going to work out at all. Nice. Um, Good to know you were And <laughs> my first order was from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Even after, like, almost 60 posts now, every time I post a picture, I kind of throw my phone across the room and don't look at it because I just hate posting things on social media. Did you learn anything through this process? Every time I check LinkedIn, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Okay, do you want to... And that's, that's the bad part about LinkedIn is that it's basically Instagram for your career and you're just showing off. <laughs> Everyone I know has graduated and are pursuing real jobs with big companies. and. Honestly, it makes me feel like shit sometimes. Like I, if I want to be really honest, yeah, it. I feel like I should be doing that too. But at the same time, I'm grateful that I'm not doing a nine to five because I've never imagined myself doing a nine to five. <laughs> and I hate being stationary. I hate having to sit in one spot all day. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, you know, if I had a full-time job, there would be financial stability. It would look good on my resume, you know? <laughs> I, I think about that a lot, especially when I don't know what the future holds. Um, and if this baking thing doesn't work out for me, then all of a sudden I have this, like, one-year gap where, like, I wasn't doing anything in the industry and then if I like interview for jobs they'll be like you know what the fuck did you do after you graduate and then I, I'd be like 
I started my own little fake shop at home. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know if that sounds great. <laughs> it's scary. This summer was probably the perfect time for me to do something like this because I felt like there were also other people who were in the same boat. And if I did this last year, I would have looked a little crazy. But (laughs) (laughs) this year, everything is crazy, so it doesn't matter as much. Why else do you think I did this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Passion projects. I definitely feel like there is something to be proud of here, Zoe. What's really important is that you actually enjoy what you're doing. Do you have any tips to give people who, you know, maybe are just on the fence about starting their own passion projects? Zoe's like, no, there there, there are no tips. (laughs) It's scary. Um... If you have a passion project, I would say that right now is the perfect time to start it. It's a it's a really humbling experience and it can also feel very lonely, but I think if it's something that you're passionate about, you should definitely pursue it and see where it takes you from there. Uh, depending on what your definition of success is, even if you don't find success by your definition at least you're putting your passion out there and I think it's good for you mentally just working on something that you're actually driven by um, and that you care a lot about and even if other people don't recognize your passion and your drive I don't think it should matter if you could tell first year university, Zoe. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, let's not go back to it. There's a lot of trauma to unpack there. Okay, let's say, let's say, let's say fourth year university, Zoe. You know, if you could give some tips to her looking back, things that you, you know, as a wise future Zoe would say, what would you say? To be honest, I don't have any advice because I feel like... Hmm. I don't want any of it to change, which is wild because I don't think I've ever had this feeling in my life where I'm grateful for every single thing that's happened to me in the last year, Uh, especially I've dealt with a lot of trauma in in university. And so every year there are things that I wish never happened, but this year has been good for me personally even with everything that's going on in the world. Wow. Look at that. See, if, we, if, if the question was, what would you tell first year Zoe? You'd be like, well, let me pull out the list. Oh. <laughs> the initial question I had when I wanted to interview you was what made a relatively shy, kind of reserved girl get out of her comfort zone to pursue something that she loved in the most unpredictable of times, right? And I I think the answer to that is you will miss 100% of the shots you won't take. Wayne Gretzky, (laughs) Michael Scott. (laughs) That's my answer to it. 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a, a huge part of it. But I think it's also it's also important to have a lot of support from the people closest to you. For me, mm-hmm. starting it, it was, um, you know, support from from my family, from my boyfriend, from you. You helped create the name Baked for Bail, um, and that kind of that that launched a lot of new things for me. From then on, I was getting a lot of good feedback and support from people within the community who had tried some of the things that I bake or just heard about me from other people and I think that's what's been driving me this whole time that's beautiful and I think you know you have so far to go right like there is so much else you could do and you know you got Mm -hmm. you got a good thing going for you what do you plan to do like in the future? Do you have another five-year plan? I think I'm going to stick to baking. <laughs> I think I think that's a, a large part of my, my plan. Um, I don't know where in the world I'm going to be. I don't know how long Zoe's Test Kitchen is going to be a thing for. You know, like, there's, there's so many things that I need to consider. You know, some ideas are working under a pastry chef as an apprentice, maybe finally going to pastry school, or perhaps trying to move Zoe's test kitchen to another city. Possibilities are endless. A few options. Who knows? Okay. You have a lot to think about. But I do want to get your take on some rapid fire questions. So sure. you won't have any time to really prepare for them. Hopefully you just answer whatever comes to mind. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay. If you could work under one pastry chef starting tomorrow, who would it be? Dominique Enzel. He invented he invented the cronut. Tell me your favorite pastry to make versus your favorite pastry to eat. Oh, jeez. Um, croissants. Is that to make or to eat? Both. What has been your worst baking experience so far? Tempering chocolate. What happened? Tempering chocolate is the process of melting chocolate and then cooling it so that it reforms the proper crystals. But tempered chocolate has a different texture and so there's a process where you heat it to a specific temperature and then add more chocolate to cool it to a specific temperature and then warm it back to a specific temperature so that it's a workable temperature and even then you might not have done it correctly (laughs) so (laughs) it's annoying but when I'm able to do it, I'm very, very happy. <laughs> That's good. That's the rewarding experience, right? <laughs> also, it's been a year since mm-hmm. we saw our beautiful man, Sean Mendez, in concert. So oh. if you could bake anything for, for Sean Mendez, what would you bake? A cake with his face on it. Beautiful. No explanation needed. 
So that wraps up our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed Zoe's story as much as I did. And if you or someone you know has a really cool story that you think should be shared with an audience, please head on over to our Instagram page at the treasure pod and shoot us a message because who knows, you could be the next person on this podcast. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you guys next time.